let's talk about oh, uh, yeah. let's talk about acceptable damage a little bit. Yeah. Tell me how that project came about. Are you are you recording this? Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, I'm pre-recording this, and then I'm going to edit it, and then I'll upload it. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Well, for quite a long time, I'd been um, doing some creative projects with with young people who had Asperger's and autism and various other different neurodivergences. And um, so I felt that I knew that community really well. And I was noticing in the news lots of news reports about um, about invisible disability, but in particular about um, about bullying, about people being people being bullied and attacked because they were different, which I think is a very specific thing that happens to people who are who are autistic or perhaps have another learning disability. Um, but also it's a universal story that relates to other people who are being bullied because they're different for different reasons, you know? And it can be something as easy as a speech impediment growing Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how that's where my initial impulse. And there was a particular case that happened in the UK where a lady had been being bullied, her and her 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 child. And she was so desperate in the end because the police and the local government wouldn't help her um that she drove her car out and and set it on fire with herself and her child in and uh, i was so angry about that that that's when i wrote the first version of the story but that was quite a few years before we made the film yeah and like you said a lot of these bullying stories are being brought out faster now because everything can be recorded now because kids even in middle school have cell phones now yeah it's changed so much yeah when i was in middle school we didn't even have you know anything with the camera basically nothing came out even though bullying was an integral part of grade school it just wasn't in the spotlight as much because there was no recording devices in the classrooms where kids now just have this technology with them and it can go viral within an hour after it's been uploaded. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know what the situation is legally over in the US, but in in the UK, a lot of people are talking about the fact that maybe, um, maybe the slander laws need to be changed to include bullying online because it happens to people. And in the UK recently, there was quite a, um, a profile case of a, of um, a female presenter who had being, been being attacked online and, and, and she took her own life recently. Um, so it, it's a big conversation happening here, how that affects people. Yeah, and it seems that uh, a lot of the younger generation are now getting on social media at an early age when yeah. I probably didn't even have MySpace till about when I was 15 or 16 years old and then Facebook yeah. came shortly after that and yeah. now we see all these young people again getting cyber bullied and cyber attacked on social media too. Yeah I mean lots of kids in the in here have have a smartphone you know before they're 11 which right. Uh, is very young, I think. 
yeah, growing up in my household, my mom was very strict on you don't need a mobile phone until you have your first card. And that's how it always, yeah. at least in my house growing up, that's when you got your first phone was mm. when you got mm. your first card. I think it's harder for parents now. There's so much more pressure. Yeah. Um, sorry. Because everybody has cell phones now, and then you'll have your kids saying, oh, he has one, she mm. has and mm. they have one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um, in our in our story, she's not actually being bullied um, online. She's being bullied in real life. Yeah, she's being yeah. think of being thrown at her house, and she's being followed in the street, and the other kids are impersonating the way she the way she moves, and all of that kind of stuff. Right, like normal kind of grade school stuff. Yeah, Which is sad to say, but kids especially if they peak in grade school and they just feel like they need a punching bag mm. kind of going through the teenage angst of grade school and all of that how old is grade school there probably here it's uh want to say from eight to 17 mm-hmm. yeah i mean in our in our story um katie is 17 right yeah so yeah we would we would call that secondary school. In yeah, the, like seventeen yeah. would be yeah. about a senior in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, did you? If you don't mind getting personal, did you have any experiences with bullying growing up to kind of gravitate you towards making a project like Acceptable Damage? That's a really interesting question. Um, I think. It's a very common experience. I mean, I don't, I don't think I thought about that when I was writing it. I was bullied once when I was in secondary school, and it was physically a lot of people sitting on me. But I think it's more to do with my innate personal sense of justice that I, I am very much drawn to stories where, where people are not. Um, are not being looked after in the way that that is best for them yeah yeah and with me i was bullied because i had a speech impediment mm. up in grade school and that was the main thing i was bullied for was my speech impediment growing yeah. up so yeah. whenever a film like this comes out i try to push it out as much as i can and kind of even if even if it just hits one person it'll be worth it that one Absol yeah absolutely well I think um it's useful for people to follow a story like that and also our our story of course deals with with the reasons why the gang leader is attacking her and it's also to do with he has some neglect at home and his father's been in and out of prison and in a sense although he's very cruel he is also a victim in a different way of the establishment not really meeting his needs and not recognizing what he needs at school maybe and and the other reason why it's very important to me that the story gets out there is is that we don't see a lot of neurodivergent characters on screen and that is getting a tiny bit better but i think most of the well-known stories that they have been portraying autism 
they, they're generally not played by somebody from that community. Right. Like, it's, mm. like even in uh, Jim Jeffries' show, Legit, uh, they had DJ Falls playing like a quadriplegic in there, and it wasn't, you know, not sincere enough, even though it was a good performance. It's just, and like the same thing with uh, the upside last year or two years ago, having Brian Cranston play that part mm. as well. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, I can't. I can't speak for for the deaf and disabled or um, neurodivergent community, but I've personally done a lot of work in in disabled-led arts, and um, I know that that my friends are very. It makes them very angry when um, right. when disabled roles are taken by able-bodied people, and right. I think it's probably more happens with neurodivergence because people don't really understand either don't understand what it is but also kind of don't want the bother of of working with somebody who has that challenge because if you are going to cast somebody who is themselves autistic you're going to have to make appropriate adjustments um, in order for them to be able to do their job yeah and uh I don't know if you've ever seen the TV shows, but Rami is an excellent TV show on Hulu, and they have a disabled person, I think, as what like was that? Rami, R A M Y, oh. on Hulu. And I will they, look it up. Yeah. They have this fantastic, uh, he's a bit of a pessimistic kind of guy, but like yeah. if, if you had his kind of disabilities, you would too. He just plays. Yeah very surreal and it's fantastic to watch because it is somebody really going through that and he is a stand-up comedian in real life that's fantastic and in this uh show called speechless they had a guy that was going through cerebral palsy and he couldn't really speak Mm -hmm. but they actually had the guy going through that playing that as himself yeah which is a and that's fantastic when that happens. <clears throat> I mean, there was um, I I can't remember the name of the actor, but on Breaking Bad, the um, the boy Art who Mitchie, yeah, mm, who played um Walter's son, and it was I think him doing such a big yeah. role in such a long running show was hugely important. And he really dealt with that in real life. I don't know if he had to, like, up it a little bit in the TV show. I've certainly read interviews where he said the character um, had more difficulties with mobility than he does personally. Right. But hugely important that he really understood what what that was, you know. And when certain actors play people with, like, Asperger's, like, I think one of my favorite films is like somebody on the spectrum of autism would have to be Adam with uh, Hugh Dancy, I think, mm-hmm. who played real Graham in the Hannibal series. Mm-hmm. He, he played somebody with Asperger's and he did a fantastic job in mm-hmm. Adam. But it's a very thin line, like we said, yeah. when we have A-list actors trying to you know, do that whole Forrest Gump. Yes, absolutely. 
and I personally find it quite offensive when people are doing that. And um, but but um, I don't know about the US, but in the UK, it's only now becoming more possible for people um, with a learning disability to do theatre training or to do film training or to have access to doing professional um, professional acting training or or, or directing training. Um, so I think there's now a bigger pool of of performers who have who have those those differences. Certainly in the UK, there are a few actors with Down syndrome. I don't know if you call it that in in the yeah. US. The Down, yeah, Down which is wonderful. It's great, and you know, there's quite a few of them who work really regularly, which is great to see. You know. One of my favorite films from last year was The Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't know oh, I if you haven't heard of it, but the guy who's it's kind of like the Huckleberry Finn story kind. Uh -huh. And uh, and it has the guy who plays uh, the main character, his name is Zach in real life. He has okay. Down syndrome in real life. Yeah. So it's really cool seeing him have that kind of role in a movie yeah, yeah. with A-list actors like Bruce Stern, yeah. Yeah. Simon LaBeouf, and all of them. And it was just so heartwarming to see him act Absolutely. among those kind of guys. And then it must be so great for that community to see themselves on screen. Yeah, and portrayed like that instead of, you know, like in the past, they were portrayed as people who couldn't really take care of themselves or they just were in like mental mental facilities and stuff like that. And like gaining a new life, like they can be able to do stuff like normal, well, quote unquote, normal human being can do. But what's normal anyway? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How was it like having somebody like Tones do the song for you, which is such a fantastic song? It's a great song. And it has such a wonderful response. How did that feel? Kind of just the response that that got. Yeah, great. I mean, um, obviously, when you're making a film, there's so many different elements of it and things that that the director works on and the cinematographer works on and their vocabulary to 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 show the whole of that story and um before before we started filming um i'd asked tones if he would if he would write us a song and we discussed him writing a song for the end credits and we talked about the themes of the film and and the and the current shooting script and i sent him over the script and that kind of thing and actually, I mean, obviously it was great because he he then released the song when we released the movie um, in, in the UK. And obviously now it's it's been released in the US on, on Prime, which is why we're we're having a chat. But actually his song, when when the director, Lavinia Samina, was rehearsing with the young people who were playing the gang members, she used the song when she was working with them, you know, to kind of... Um, to, to, to give them a, some some kind of energy about how their how their group psychology was and everything. And one final question: How has it been 
with the response that the film has got, how has that made the cast and the crew feel with the response the film has gotten? Um, I think everyone's very, very proud of it. Um, one of our actors who's done a lot of work, um, Jamie Lee Hill, said that it was the best film premiere he's ever, it was the most, it's the best project he's ever been in, in terms of how he felt when he was watching it. But I think, I think the best responses we've had have been when we've gone out and done Q&As with screenings, because quite often either people who are themselves neurodivergent or people who work with that community or their families have come to watch it and hearing what they say about it. And uh, there's, there's a campaigner in the UK called Anna Kennedy and she has two autistic sons and she, after one of the screenings at the British Urban Film Festival, she stood up and she said, you know, there are still, even now, you know, there are still young people with autism being bullied and this is still happening and it's really important that we have a story like this highlighting this, this kind of thing. So that's, that's been the most rewarding thing. Well, thank you for joining me today, Fiona. My pleasure. <laughs> Hope you have a good afternoon. Thank you. Tell me about your, um, tell me about your, your show that you do now you've interviewed me well on what to discuss now it it like varies with the topics from tv yeah. to film it's really just whoever we have on like interviewing and then we like highlight what they usually do like we've had people like adam marcus who did jason goes to hell on the final friday and we had uh josh miller on who just wrote the new sonic the hedgehog movie so yeah, it yeah, yeah. really varies from what we have on and what we've seen. Like, it just really depends on what's out and what we're promoting at the time, too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Um, will you send me the link when it, when it goes yeah, on? I will send you a link once I have it uploaded. Okay. Fantastic. Have a great day, AJ. You too, Fiona. Bye. Bye.